Good afternoon, guys, and welcome back to the OCG Show. Uh, you're joined by me again. My name's Abe Foster, and I'm also joined by... Uh, I'll, I'll go first, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my name's Mike. Uh, yeah, I've been here once before. Mark We've me. got newcomer Mike on the show, filling in for Regan whilst he is uh, gallivanting around Europe. And, of course, always Balthazar, just, just here. Just we're all, we're all back. We've, we've got me and Balthazar still here. I'm uh, quite quite a long way away from these other guys now. I'm in, in Auckland, um, but hopefully everything sounds all, all good to everyone, and uh, I think we should be we should be good to go from here on in. Yeah, sure. So let's um, let's start the show off. I think we're – I'm going to introduce a new segment, but I think we should just have sort of tales from our lives because various things have happened in, in the recent time since we last did a podcast – one of which has taken the world by absolute storm. Um, did not see this coming. So, so we might actually start with with, with you, um, Balthazar, if you want to talk to us about Pokemon Go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I look out the window now and see a large gathering of people over there and wonder if they have anything to do with it as well. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. You're not playing it, are you? I'm not playing it, no. Yeah. I, uh, I played it when it first came out. Um, if you can call that playing it, what you do in Pokemon Go. Um, go to crack. <laughs> Uh, and just really became frustrated with what they delivered compared to what initially I believed was coming, i.e., right. you know, Pokemon around the world and, you know, specifically located in geographic regions. And the whole point of it wasn't that you could just sit in your garden and catch all 150. You had to actually travel the world, see some sites and get out there. It was kind of like a, a traveling companion app. Um, yeah, I remember we had a conversation about um, specific airlines being formed for people to go and catch rare Pokemon on the Galapagos yeah. Islands and things. Yeah, um, and that, of course, was not what we got at all. You can, in fact, catch your 150 as long as you go near a grassy area, near a water area, and I don't know, it's, that's it, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that frustrated me was Pokestops resetting every five minutes. I think it would be much cooler if when you activated it, that was it, it was done. Maybe you have it so that every day you can go back and spin it to get more Pokeballs or whatever, so you could use it as a resource, but it being, you know, permanently tagged on your map as somewhere you've been, so you can actually see where you've been around the world. Um, yeah. Of course, neither of those things happened. It's just a Pokemon spam fest. And the thing that gets me the most is just I can't enjoy my uh, lunchtime walk around the Wellington <laughs> waterfront anymore. Um, because, you know, I go out at lunchtime and I just hit this tide of people which aren't really moving they're just gathered and loitering in specific areas with their phones out catching magic up because it's the waterfront and that's really all that's there um, <laughs> are these uh, this is oh. the school holidays if i'm not much mistaken there, there will be a lot of children yeah so i'm pretty sure that's the main thing at the moment is because it's the holidays it's a lot of kids and after a couple of weeks it'll all die down again and i can go back to enjoying my walk but uh yeah the the launch of pokemon go has certainly not sat well with me has crippled your lunch times. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't really affected me because I, I tend to avoid a lot of people anyway and just um <laughs> well, well you're 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 um hundred percenting the Witcher is testament to that, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um yeah, we'll get to that a bit later. But um yeah, I, I just tend to sort of well, I work quite late anyway, so you know, I go to and from work and uh don't really bump into many Pokemon trainers, you know, in the bush nah. at night, so yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing? You're just walking through the bushes and there's someone else just rustling around in there. 
Just looking for, for you, more you things. <laughs> I think that is the hope I still hold for this app is that when they release the update with battling in it, it is going to be one of those instances where if you get into someone's line of sight walking down the street, they just walk at you in a yeah. straight line, like in the Pokemon <laughs> games, and go, hey, time to battle. And that's, <laughs> that, I still hold hope that that will happen. I'm keen to see what it, how they're treating it in Japan, because, you know, Japan, obviously, the number one lovers of Pokemon, it's their thing. How are people getting more seriously into it? Not, not just sort of cosplaying, because that's being done, done all around the world, but... Are people doing that sort of role play things? Like, if you make eye contact with someone, you have to battle. Is that a thing that's going that would on? Be or? Incredible if that would happen. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm going to Japan later on in the year. Um, oh yes, yeah, so definitely. Like, yeah, I'll let you guys know if when I'm there, I just get constantly accosted by people demanding <laughs> Pokemon battles. Well, um, talking of tales of woe, such as the ones you guys have um, have experienced with all that foot traffic and, and the crazy Pokemon people. Um, when I moved up to Auckland, some some weird things happened uh, to do with my PlayStation account. So I don't know if you've ever lost a save file, but it kicked me right in the guts. Um, in particular, because the save save file was for The Witcher Three, which, if you know, my previous stories about The Witcher Three, how difficult it is for me to try and finish that game, to be reset back hours and hours and hours. I think I must have lost about. 16 hours of progress or something like that. Oh, it's it, painful. I recall our yeah. last conversation about The Witch 3 was you saying you wanted to get back into it and actually finish it this time, and I'd finally managed to convince you to not start another new game and just carry <laughs> on where you were up. <laughs> it was. You did. You did as well. So, I, so when, I, when I was setting up my PS4 again, um, I'm not sure if it got hit around, knocked around in the, tr in the, in the travel um, and transit kind of thing, or if because it gave me the message about, I'm not sure if you guys have ever turned off your PS4 before it was safe to turn it off. That You know, yeah. it always gives you that message. Um, I think what might have happened is the PS4 is notorious for not turning off for ages. So when you actually turn it off, mm. the lights go off and it makes a clicking noise. And then you actually have to wait about 30 to 40 seconds before it's actually yeah. safe to pull the power plug out. Yeah, yeah. So I've had run-ins with this before. And I think when I was packing it up to move... Um, that sort of slipped my mind, and I think I might have just yanked the power cord out before it had time to do that. So it's given me warnings like this in the past, and I've ignored them. Um, so this time it finally did something, and it completely corrupted pretty much everything. So I have I have some stuff on the cloud, but I'll tell you what, it didn't save my Witcher 3 file, and I know exactly why now. It was a mystery to me for ages as to why it didn't. But if you don't have PlayStation Plus, which I didn't, because the games have been mm. god-awful for a long time um <laughs> it doesn't allow you to use cloud saves yeah mm. did you guys know that i i didn't know that i thought that if you didn't have playstation plus you couldn't have that setting to automatically upload saves to the cloud and you had to manually do it i didn't know that it just right. completely removed your ability to save to the cloud yeah yeah well i i don't i'm not sure about the manual thing because i've never tried to manually up, upload something to the cloud I've, I've saved it on local storage and everything like that but i've never done like manually tried to, yeah. to upload something um but yeah it just didn't save at all it, it, i mean it, i had a save on there but that was from before i, I, I traced it back to when i stopped buying playstation plus <laughs> which was um <laughs> which was ages ago i think it was like last june or something yeah oh wow um so my save file went back to just after the the um tower full of mice quest oh, um, yeah. if you guys 
Mm. Remember that one with Kira, Kira Metz and um, yeah, yeah. all that sort of nonsense? So, yeah, I was literally before Novigrad, which I, I I was just had my head in my hands. I was like, mm. like oh, my God. And you were up, why? To, you were up to Skelliger, weren't you? I was up to Skelliger. Um, <laughs> but it, there is a happy ending to the story because after a lot of moping and deciding whether or not to continue playing this game, I sat down and I and I and I put the hours in, and now I'm pretty much back up to where I was again. So we're all good. It just took some some of me not being a little bitch. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I get that completely. I um I changed the hard drive in my PS4 pro- probably a couple of years ago now. Um, I got the the Nyko expansion thing, so you can just use full size PC hard drives in it, and I put like a, right. a, a couple of terabytes in there, and yeah, I. I backed up all my saves to the cloud before I did it, and what PlayStation didn't tell me at the time, um, you know, which obviously it's there, there is a storage limit to how much you can put on the cloud, but what it neglected to tell me was that my number of save files was too large to fit on the cloud, so it actually only uploaded half of them, and it didn't tell me that it didn't upload the other half. So yeah, I completely lost half of my game's save files, just full stop, like half of my games, I had no no saves at all on my new hard drive for them. Um, so yeah, I've been in a similar box, and I was exactly the same, I just had to suck it up and just put in the hours again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just spent the whole, pretty much the whole day, and a little bit of the next day, just, just playing Witcher again, mm. and I just, um, fast forwarding through all the cutscenes, which just felt so wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just pressing square on all the cutscenes and skipping them all. Which I just felt I was like, this, the, I'm playing this for the story, but I've already seen all these. But still, it's like someone spent a lot of time working on these cutscenes, and I'm just skipping them all. Yeah, I think. But yeah, no, it's 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 uh, all all is well that ends well. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think when when I lost my um my save file uh, of Final Fantasy X uh, a number of years ago, um, it, it might have been a bit more painful. Um, so my brother actually. My little brother was playing as well, and he saved over my save game, oh. and I lost about ten hours. But it was the ten hours where I'd done some of the hardest parts of the game. Oh um, no! I don't know if uh, you guys, you might not know, Abe, um, but do you remember the the chocobo race? Yeah. Where you yep. got to <laughs> dodge the birds and get yeah. zero seconds, or get to the finish in zero seconds or something. One of the most frustrating parts of the game, and I had to do that all over again. <laughs> One of those notoriously hard Japanese mini games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Did do it eventually, but uh, I was so pissed off. <laughs> Man, that is a hell of an annoyance. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it's been alright, and on the upside, I do have fiber now, which is which is just amazing. Like it's a whole new world. I put about four things on download, have a whole bunch of stuff downloading on my PC and my PS4 at the same time. Go make a cup of tea, come back, and it's all finished. It's absolutely mental. Nice. It's really? oh, so good. So I um yeah, speaking of, of that, so because I had fiber, I um there's a really good website. I can't remember what it was called, I linked it through to you, Balthazar, the PlayStation Deals one. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think it's called PlayStationDeals.com or something. I'll I'll link it link to it in the in the show notes. Um and it, it notifies you, you can put games on your watch list and it notifies you when they're on sale on the PlayStation store because I don't know if you guys have ever browsed the deals on the PlayStation Store, um, either on your PC or on your PS4, but man, it's set out in such an obnoxious, horrible way. Sometimes there's deals that are just hidden, and you don't even know things are on sale. Mm-hmm. They're just, just yeah. some games will just be on sale, and they, they just won't tell you. Like the UI, the the, the UX, um, is just awful. Like they'd be getting so much more money from me if they just improved that a shit ton. So I signed up to this third-party website. 
chucked a whole bunch of games on my watch list. Um, I had things like uh, Shovel Knight, which I'm, I'm still waiting to get a good price on, and uh, Rogue Legacy and um, Axiom Verge. So two, two of the ones that I had on there were Journey, which I've never played, and Soma, which is the um, sort of Bioshocky indie first-person yep. horror game. Mm. Um, and I got both of those, and I got them each for about eight bucks fifty, so about about eighteen dollars in totalish. Um, and now I've got those two games, so I'm gonna finish playing those after I finish playing uh, what I'm playing at the moment. But I, I want one of you guys to talk about what you've been playing because I'm really keen because we haven't uh, haven't spoken in a while actually. Mm. Uh, shall I go first? Yeah, yeah go, Mike. Well, I, uh, last time I was playing The Witcher Three, so I was I was on the 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 end of my playthrough um doing the the dlc the blood and wine um so i finished yep. that um so i can finally stop stop talking about which three all the time <laughs> uh, yeah have you 100 percented both the dlcs yeah yeah got all the trophies for for everything uh, which took a while <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah did all the exploration you know kill kill all the bandits and um yeah just did everything um but yeah brilliant game um yeah, it's been been a couple of weeks now, so I'm, it's sort of gone from my mind. Um, mm -hmm. After that, I played some Doom. Nice. Yep. So you picked this up on sale or anything, or? Um, no, I just I, I got it from Mighty App actually. Um, the little plug there. Um, yeah, just just decided to give it a go, um, and they were selling it. You, you get like a T-shirt, which I'm wearing at the moment. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, love absolutely loved it. Um, End up, end up getting the platinum trophy for that as well, actually. Um, My God, Mantel. <laughs> You're a platinum fiend. Yeah, I'm sort of turning into one, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just took my time with the story, getting all the all the things as I was doing it, and then... Did you use a guide for the collectibles, or did you just use the built-in, like, suit oh, upgrades for your map and stuff? Yeah, just just use the thing. There was only one which I had to look up, because um, I, I was running around trying to find it, and um, it, was, it was a good thing I did look it up without like searching for hours because it was a stupid thing like yeah. you have to there's like a giant skull on the map and you've got got to shoot it in a certain spot with a rocket before the the secret will show up oh my god so it was, oh okay <laughs> i think it was a reference to one of the earlier doom games and yeah. i've never never played those so i never would have got it um there yeah, I, I just happened to look that one up um and then the rest all like you can just use the map and things like that to to find everything so um mm -hmm. yeah managed to, to blast through it and then um I had a look at the trophies and there are only a few more that I needed to get just for uh, like multiplayer and doing the snap map. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I miss those sort of weird obscure little easter eggs like the, the skull thing that you were talking about, eh? Like, games nowadays don't really have those. It's sort of, you know, do do something on this difficulty or mm. jump 10 times in the same spot or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. not like, it's, go yeah. here at 6.58 and shoot this thing in the left <laughs> eye socket. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I miss not only those things being omitted from games in general, but even when they weren't, you know, in the game, in early PS3 games, when trophies were first implemented, even if the game didn't have a secret, the trophies would get you to do weird shit like that. Like, there mm. would be a hidden trophy and you wouldn't know what it was until you unlocked it and it would be something like, spun around three times counterclockwise and then no scope to necromorph in the <laughs> ass or something like dead space one and it's yeah. like you know that that shit was awesome because if you just stumbled across that playing the game you were like fuck yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I so it's like trophies stuff, used to be a way of adding more of that fun replayable mm. shit into games and now it's just like finish the story finish the story on hard get to mm. level 10 <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I'll never forget in Halo 4, which is a terrible game, by the way. Um, it's in Halo 4 in the multiplayer, you get an achievement, or you know how you have you, you guys have played Halo multiplayer before, I yeah. Assume. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know how you get the little award things, double kill, triple kill, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's one that you get in Halo 4 for literally being killed while you're reloading. There you go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Your silence says says more than you ever could. <laughs> one of the most ridiculous ones I think I've read about is on Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Um, I think it's got to do with maybe the the world versus world multiplayer component mm. um and so the, right. the achievement is become emperor um and so there can only be one emperor in the whole you know elder scrolls online oh. at one time and i think you have to so i think you have to do something like be the get, get the most points or something out of you yeah. know millions of people playing this this um competitive online mode um yeah, um, don't don't quote me on any of this. This is just <laughs> could be making this. Could up. you essentially get that achievement if you put more money into the game? It, it might help, but yeah, you'd need to play it a lot and and be the best at the 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 PvP yeah. sort of thing. Um, and right. Yeah, from I what I understand. So. <laughs> it was almost exactly the same thing that kept me from platinuming Fear Two. Um, on PS3 is the oh, like I'm missing one trophy in that game uh, and it's a multiplayer one and it's like hit rank 200 or something which was max rank and I was like rank 100 and something and what it doesn't tell you at the time that you don't find out until you get to like rank 199 or if you just look online ahead of time is that rank 200 isn't something you can acquire after getting X amount of experience you need to be rank 199 and then you need to be one of the top 50 players in the world at rank 199 and then it bumps you up to 200 Oh, that's insane. So it's like I had to be one of the 50 best players in the world to platinum that game, so I never platinum. Because <laughs> yeah. it was an FPS on console, and that's just almost impossible to fucking play with a controller, and I sucked at it. So fear, fear 2 as well, not not great, if I remember no, correctly. Not I, at all. Certainly <laughs> no Fear 1, which was... No, fear 1 is one of my favourite FPSs yeah, of all time. That's so such good. a good game. Um, Alright, let's move on to... Hey, sorry, Mike, have you got anything else you've been playing there, man? Um, yeah, a couple of things. Um, just just uh, after I finished Doom and, and The Witcher Three, I was kind of like, you know, now what? Um, got nothing to play, so I, I decided to go back and play some uh, old, older games from a library that need to be finished. Um, nice one. Yeah, so uh, Torchlight Two. I'm not sure if uh, uh, if you've heard of it, Abe. I have. Yeah, I've actually played a little bit of Torchlight because I got it free on something. What was it? I don't know. Someone gave someone gave it to me for free, or got it off something, and I played a wee bit of it. Well made game, um, but again, not my sort of game. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. Just just something sort of easy going, just to you know bridge the gap, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I finished it uh, the other night actually, and um, yeah, didn't didn't get as much out as as I thought I would. Um, thought there was still, I mean, I, I still could play, you know, go play New Game Plus and. So, um, all these random maps and stuff that you can play, um, but uh, no, I think I think uh, that's enough for me. So yeah, um, fair enough. How, how many hours do you reckon you sunk into that? Um, I because I, I did try to play it. Um, I did get maybe halfway through years ago when it came out, um, but I was having trouble with my computer at the time. It just it couldn't handle Torchlight Two. Um, <laughs> it, 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 I know that feel. Beast of a beast <laughs> of a computer, but. 
No, my computer. I think there's a problem with the graphics card. There were two games that it couldn't, that it would, um, you know, glitch out, and I'd just get a, a pink screen of death, and the computer would restart. And Torchlight Two was one of them. What was the other? Weird. Um, oh, the other one was uh, Divinity Two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah. I've I've heard of that. I, I have a friend who who that's happened to before. The game that wouldn't work on his PC was Fizz. Right. <laughs> just weird, <laughs> like not very graphically demanding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally the most pixel art pixel yeah. game ever. But I I probably spent more time trying to fix the issue than I did actually playing Torchlight Two. Uh, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> and yeah, there's just seemed like there was no no fix for it. So um yeah, I had to give up. But um. Yeah, finish it now. But you, but you enjoyed what you what you did, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of thing. Enjoyed yep. it as uh, original. Yeah. Oh, the very cool. Played, um, was Castlevania, but I'm, I might get to that in the news bit. I think because uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's some sort of Castlevania news there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Konami related news. Uh, kind of, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get to it. So. Oh, oh, I'm 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 very intrigued. Yeah. Um, Balthazar, what are you what have you been doing, man? I've been playing a few games. Um, yep. Funnily enough, as well, none of them really are ones that we've ever meant, you know, talked about in the past. None of them are really new, but they're just not things we've talked about. So that's, you know, that's a new one for us, really. Um, yep. So I've been playing some Pokken Tournament on Wii U. Uh, oh, yes. So it's a good game. Uh, is, it's, is that actually a Pokemon thing? Is it, or yeah, is it? yeah, yeah. So it's basically, it's funny because all of them, it's just called Pokken <laughs> Tournament. But on the disc itself, it tells you, you know, finally what it truly is. And the disc is called Pokemon X Tekken. Um, and that's, oh. that's what it is. It's Tekken with Pokemon characters, but also in a more 3D environment rather than just hmm. side-scrolling. Um, Hang on, so on the disc, do you mean when you put it in? Yeah, yeah. It's, so it says like, on the menu, Pokemon the, Cross Tekken. The, no, well, the, the art on the disc itself. So when you take oh. the disc out of the case, the disc itself says, you know, the cover picture thing is Pokemon X Tekken. Um, wow, that's very odd. Yeah, so it's not. So, it's a fun game. So it's it, not. So it's not. It's it's just Pokemon though. It's not Pokemon versus Tekken characters. No, it's just Pokemon. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's saying, all. It's all I'm like. You know, yeah, honestly, um, hey, it would be cool. Hey, Pikachu versus Charizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Pikachu. But yeah, no, it's fun. It's got some cool uh, stuff in it that kind of haven't really seen in fighting games before. Um, so yeah, yeah. the breakout mechanic um, is, is quite a fun one, which is where essentially the fight will always start off 3d so it's kind of like a camera behind your character um you kind of are charging forwards and doing moves and certain combos that you can do will turn the fight into a more classic side-scrolling fight style and it will rein the camera in to a side one now where you're on the left and your opponent's on the right and you're kind of moving sideways okay. and then you can do other powerful moves that basically hit them so hard they break them out of the screen and it breaks it back into 3d again <laughs> um so it's pretty cool because there are some some pokemon like for example machamp um who's just you know a physical fighting base who who works really well when you rein it into the 2d side scrolling fighting but then if you manage to break him out of that and get into a free roaming one he becomes a bit shit because um, all his moves are up close mm. So there's some cool mechanics and cool, I guess, kind of control that you, you need to have over the battlefield to to win. Um, I've just been playing Gengar because he's fucking awesome. Oh, <laughs> Gengar's, yeah. Gengar's a fantastic character. So when, you, when you're playing as a Pokemon, can you use more than four, four moves? Yes. But here's what I really like. Animation. <laughs> here's what I really like is it's something that you don't really notice at the time because it's just a fighting game. But when you actually stop and look at it, you're like, okay, so Gengar's 
low, for example, let's say since it's Pokemon X Tekken, let's put it in Tekken terms, instead of like your low punch, say it's that combo of moves, it'll be a low short range attack, like a low punch, but you'll notice he actually just like swings his tongue to the side and you're like, oh, it's lick the Pokemon move. Or, you know, he'll do one where it's like a, a quick forward dash and jump um, and you'll you'll see how he executes it and you'll see that maybe at the end of it he picks them up and slams them and you're like, oh, it's seismic toss. Like all of the moves are actual Pokemon moves. They're not just punching each other, uh, which is really cool because even though they have a lot of moves, it's all bound to the moves that that Pokemon can learn, um, which is it's really it's really cool. Um, so yeah, really. Do you ever use defensive moves? Like, a, you know, I know in the game, I'm not sure if you guys, but I just spam attack moves. That's how I've yeah, only ever played Pokemon. I do the same as well. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there are some of those more support moves. Like, for example, again, bringing Machamp up because he's a, you know, pretty standard fighter. Um, one of his, his, like, ultra move is actually just the buff move, Focus Energy. So his ultra move is he'll use Focus Energy and then he takes less damage and deals more damage for, like, X amount of time and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, so you can use those buffing moves and stuff um, and it'll just change your fight style for you know x amount of time until it wears off uh so yeah no they, they do keep those in um gengar has kind of a defense curl move where he just kind of shines over a bit and then he reflects the next attack that comes into him and, and hits them back oh, yeah. with it. um so yeah no it's 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 a solid game it's really fun um like i haven't played a huge amount of it i probably put in like eight hours or so because it is just kind yeah. of a put it in play it for a bit and then move on and play something else it was to be honest it was my I need a break from playing competitive Overwatch, so I'm going to chill out with a really like easy game for a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, but it's a lot of fun. I'm making my way through the league slowly. I'm in like the the B league now or something, um, is which that is like the, the third the one. League? Yeah, so you so start off you in a, the D league. Do you have a trainer and the trainer goes? Yeah, yeah. So you customize <laughs> you a character, <laughs> you make your own trainer, um, and then, then the start of it, it, you you control the Pokemon directly. But the start of it yeah. is always, you know, like you throw out your Pokemon. You're like, go oh, Gengar, and my character. I gave him red eyes, and he's wearing a purple suit, so he just looks like a Gengar. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's like you know, he's that typical Pokemon game character where he dresses like his Pokemon that he uses. Um, so yeah, it's no, I had a lot of fun with that. It's a good game. Um, of course, on the Wii U, so moving on to more Nintendo, uh, Fire Emblem Fates. Mm. Uh, and I say Fates is, is the series of three games, Birthright, Conquest, and Revelation. I've been playing all three. Um, so I've finished Birthright and Conquest. I'm on the final one, Revelation. Again, just just some Nintendo games. It's got solid polish. It's just a good fucking game, really. Cool. Uh, I didn't know Fire Emblem was on Wii U. No, it's on 3DS. Been playing. Oh, it is on 3DS. Yeah, oh, okay. Didn't clarify. Um, yeah, playing that on 3DS, and uh, yeah, it's just it's bloody good. Um, Top-down strategy game, tile-based. So you move your units across. You you know fight units on tiles adjacent to you. Um, yep. You just have to try and kind of fancy tactics. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. You just have to try mm. and beat enemy armies and seize locations and stuff. And mm. there's also the uh, little mini kind of bond increasing game where if you fight next to another person they start to like each other more so then in between battles when you go back to camp they can have conversations with each other and get married and have kids and then the kids can join your army because of some <laughs> weird time paradox other dimension where they grow up really quickly uh, <laughs> so you actually expand your army by just making everyone marry each other which is pretty great <laughs> um, yeah that's pretty much game of thrones yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
that'd be kind of weird i think you know you're out you're out fighting you know you get with someone like oh suddenly we got some kids that are here already well you really get into it though is the thing like i I, the first time through i didn't really care about the relationship mechanic i was just like oh whatever and the second time through uh conquest was quite a bit harder than birthright Mm. um so i was like all right i'm gonna work on the relationship mechanic because someone who is you know married to someone else or what have you also gets immense stat bonuses if they fight with them um so i was like okay well since it's a lot harder i'm going to play on that and i'm going to make units stronger by having them you know get strong bonds with each other and now by the third one revelations i'm picking my you know my most desirable pairings and i'm like you can marry you and you can get with you and i'm spending way more time in the camp in between matches than doing matches being like i need to get these two together and oh here's their kid oh their kid can marry their kid and like i'm just playing matchmaker yeah pretty much um so yeah no i'm still having a lot of fun it's like but... you're doing some weird like eugenics experiment yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty that's much. hideo kojima's uh fire emblem because there's child soldiers true yeah yeah pretty much um <laughs> Yeah, no, aside from that, uh, I picked up Vermintide in the summer sale on Steam. Um, So it's it's a Warhammer Fantasy uh, Left 4 Dead game, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. So there are different classes. So there's like a wizard, there's an elven archer, there's a dwarven like marauder. um, And you pick your character, and so they use different weapons and, and, and attacks and stuff based on what you pick. And then you just move through levels which is basically different areas of this city, which is overrun with rats, um, hence the name Vermintide. And uh, yeah, it's very much like Left 4 Dead. There's just swarms of these rats that come at you. There's different types of rats, like there's, I don't actually know what they're called because I was playing with a friend who had also only played Left 4 Dead and, and uh, knows a bit about Warhammer 40K, but not fancy Warhammer. So we just called them like the tank rat the smoker rat that like and we were just calling them the left for dead special zombie names um but yeah it's pretty much reskinned left for dead um but it's got drops and and gear so when you finish a level you roll dice and based on what you roll you get items for characters and so you do have that kind of progression and feel like you're making your character stronger uh yeah it's it's pretty cool um i learned a bit about warhammer fantasy in it not a lot i don't even know how canon it is so i (laughs) still don't really (laughs) i'm just looking at it on uh on wikipedia and it's called warhammer in times vermintide so it's a very long title (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah no it's it's good fun uh when i because i got it in the summer sale uh apparently a lot of people have picked it up in the summer sale because i was just i found games instantly with three other people and stuff and everyone was playing the early levels and going through so yeah no it's a good it's a fun online co-op game if you like left for dead um and you want to try it slightly different and maybe with a bit more character progression and stuff then yeah vermintide's pretty good rats and more rats yeah (laughs) zombies freak you out but you're all right with rats then yeah play this or dishonor yeah yeah (laughs) and uh finally you uh, mentioned you know not renewing ps plus for a while because it's been crap for the longest time which it has been i admit um finally good game in playstation plus for july fury uh been playing a, a bit of fury i was gonna say a lot one playthrough isn't really a lot uh, <laughs> yeah no i i really enjoyed it good game um don't really know how to describe it because it's not too similar to many other games out there at the moment it's like a weird mix between a rhythm timing based hack and slash and a bullet hell shooter right um so you fight it reminded me of shinobi oh yeah like 
when I was looking at it, just kind of that arcadey feel. But yeah, but it also had it has some of the people who did the music of Hotline Miami, so it's got like that pounding synth score in the background yeah, as well. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's fun. It's essentially all you do is you fight bosses in it. Um, you fight a boss and then you walk up to the next boss, and while you're walking, the narrator kind of tells you about the next boss, um, which gives you know it's interesting. It doesn't really have a you know plot as such. It has a reason for doing things, and then it explains the characters, but it's not really a story. Um, but it's enough. Like it's enough to keep you interested in what the narrator is saying. He also makes some, you know, good quips about each character before you get to them. And and yeah, it's all the meat of the game is the boss fights, and they're done really well. Um, a lot of a lot of complaints I hear. Um, Mike actually had had a similar yeah. complaint as well. Was about the um, some of the mechanics of the game, like the dash mechanic and stuff, being unresponsive or there being a delay after you press the button. Um, but some yep. things like that, I think you know they're deliberate. It's not like it's an inconsistent delay or anything. It is consistently after you press dash, there's a half a second delay before he dashes. And I think it's just a mechanic that you you know you learn, and it's part of the difficulty of the game is remembering things like that and knowing when to dash based on that delay um right so yeah i'd say definitely i have heard reports from people saying it's unresponsive and the controls are janky or don't work but i've had no such issues with it at all um and, and i mean if you've got playstation plus it's free so i i definitely recommend it to anyone with playstation plus and anyone who's looking for a, a you know non-dark souls difficult game so a game with difficulty to it but that's not not a souls game but right it's not it's not you wouldn't describe it as punishing no not at all i'd 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 describe it as the game tries to teach you how to play it and once you've successfully learned how to play it there's not really a difficulty curve so in souls games like you need to learn to play it but then also things do get harder as you go through and you need to you know spec your character accordingly to use your gear and 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 make a viable build whereas in fury because there's no progression for your character the difficulty just comes in at introducing a new mechanic every now and again that you need to learn, and as soon as you've learned it, it's easy again. Mm. Um, so it's definitely the kind of game where once you've finished it once, I think you can probably blitz through it quite easily the second time around because you know all the mechanics and you know the boss fights by then. Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, I plan on playing it through again. I'm going to try this speedrun mode for it, um, which is where you have to go through the whole game with one life and you can't quit or save or anything. Um, so I'm going to see if... How, lo how long are we talking here? Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's a trophy, I think, for doing it in under an hour and 20 minutes. Ooh, um, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I plan on giving it a go, seeing how well I do. I'll probably record it and chuck it up um, and just leave all the cutscenes in there and everything so that, you know, you guys can have a watch if you want since it sounds like mm. you're potentially not going to play it the whole way through. But it's a fun game. Um, mm. Soundtrack's good. Combat's good. It's good. Mm. Awesome. I, I have to admit, I actually thought the name of the game was furry until this very moment it would it would uh make sense because i mean your little companion narrator guy is a dude dressed as a pink rabbit he's, he's the so. rabbit from uh donnie darko isn't he mm. oh frank yeah yeah frank yeah oh okay yeah so oh, when i saw the game and I, I saw it listed i thought it was going to be a very different game than what it actually is yeah it's like yeah, mm, yeah i'm not sure about this i gave it a go i got about 10 minutes in and then yeah as, as did you beat the first boss no, I didn't beat the first boss. So I got up to the the bit where he's it's teaching how to dash, and I couldn't couldn't, figure couldn't out master it. the delay. On yeah, it. yeah, couldn't, yeah, couldn't master it, and you know, I'd either like um, run directly into his wave of attacks that I was supposed to be dodging, or just dash sideways straight into the next wave that he had put out. So um, 
and then it, it, they just kept repeating the same couple of lines of dialogue and I'm not, not really fun here. Slowly so. drove you insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say, yeah, exactly, if yeah. you get, I've, I've heard so things online. Bit, so. Yeah, where people are like, if you get stuck mm. on a specific point, it can be infuriating mm. as hell. Because, yeah, they will just repeat that same line of dialogue every mm. time you start that segment again. Yeah, yeah. And if you lose all your lives, you have to start the whole fight again. So if you're really good at the start and just suck at the end, you just have to replay the start over and over, which you can blitz through in a couple of minutes, only mm. to fail at that final hurdle again, hear the mm. same dialogue again. Yeah, it would definitely it would be extremely frustrating mm. if you didn't get it. Um, mm. So I definitely understand the criticisms it's getting. Like, I, I would be in the same boat. But somehow it just clicked with me first time through and I just mm. played it through like pretty quickly and didn't really struggle with it. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, so, so it's a pick up on PlayStation Plus. I mean, for free, you can't really go wrong. So. Exactly. Yeah. I have no idea what it would normally cost if you don't have PlayStation Plus. Um, so I don't know. I couldn't speak as to whether or not it's worth the price tag. So I have no idea what the price tag is. But while yep. the price tag on PS Plus is free, it's probably the... I mean, they've had full games on PS Plus before. Um, I've picked them up and I've played through them. And despite there having been those full games before, I would actually say personally in terms of value proposition and getting me to try something I probably otherwise would never have tried if it had a price tag attached to it, mm. I think Fury is my pick for best game that's ever been on PS Plus. Mm. Wow. Because I've wow, really, really cool. enjoyed it and I would never have tried it if I didn't, if it wasn't free on PS Plus. Yeah. Um, yep. So I think it's the game that I'm most appreciative of having been on PS Plus. Okay. Well, so I'll move into into what I've been playing because I've actually got a PS Plus game on there as well that I've been really enjoying, not from this round, but from last month, I think yeah. it is. Um, and that is Broforce. Have either of you guys tried this yet? No, no. It's in my library, but I haven't, yeah, yeah. haven't tried it, no. Yeah, so I I mean, I, I don't like that idea of bro culture and all that. It just, it, it's horrendous and it, it makes the world a darker place. But... <laughs> This is a very very fun game. So it's um it's essentially the ex the Expendables the game kind of thing. Um, if you guys are familiar with that movie franchise, so you've got all the all the big um buff dudes from um you know the big action movies. You got so you just play as a bunch of old men who are past their prime. <laughs> essentially, yeah. And there's a couple of women in there as well. They've got they've um, sort of like similar names to the the action movie characters, eh? Yeah, so they've just got bro in the title. So you've got like um, Bruce Willis. Uh, the the bro doc saints, like the boondock saints kind oh, of thing. It's, it's really, really cheesy. Um, <laughs> and anytime you're introduced to one, it, it, I just groan at the top at their name because it's, it's horrendous. It's like Bronald Schwarzenegger or something will come up. <laughs> like, oh, God. Um, but no, it's actually really, really fun. So it's a, it's a definitely, it's a pixel art game. Um, but it's also got quite a punishing difficulty. Um, it's a one-hit kill, essentially, game, which I wouldn't have thought just from seeing like the trailers and things like that. Mm. So if you get shot once, you're, you're dead, you're done, um, unless you're playing with one of the characters which has two guys instead of one, in which you have two lives, but that's sort of, they each have a special ability, um, and that's their kind of one. But no, it's really fun. It makes you stop and think and not just kind of be all chaotic like I thought the game would be, just running and gunning. Um, there actually is a lot of stopping and planning, uh, for me at least. Um, and it's also cool because there's explosive barrels and things like that that you can shoot that cause massive chain reactions and just completely just obliterate people. And it's it's nicely gory, you know, it's like pixely gory. Um, so it's always rewarding. I think I remember watch, seeing a bit of it, and there's there's environment damage as well, isn't there? So you can yeah yeah, there's huge environment. So it's it's like Terraria or Terraria if you guys have played that. In terms mm -hmm. of it, it looks a lot like that, and it, like um you know everything's made up of little cubes. Um, kind of like pixel art painted cubes and you can pretty much destroy every single cube 
um, essentially every single there's some steel ones and things that you can't really destroy but mm-hmm. most of them you can and so it's sort of like an environmental yeah that's part of the tactics of it is you can burrow underneath a whole bunch of enemies and then come out and flank them from the other side or something if you want or um, just completely blow the shit out of some structure and have it collapse on everyone and kill everyone in a grisly fashion um, so there's actually a lot of surprising amount of depth to it um, yeah it's, it's, it's quite cool especially with these missions where you are only given one bro, as they call them, and um, so you don't, you only have one life kind of thing, so you're just going through stopping and starting and, and you know, taking people out. Um, it's almost like a stealth game in that way, doing doing that sort of stuff, hmm. but during the normal levels, you find other bros locked up in cages, and you break them out, and then you transform into, into those guys, And but you still have, the bros are essentially your lives, so you have sort of four bros on the back burner or whatever, and you'll be playing as one, and when he dies, your next one will jump out and you'll start playing as this person and they all have different special abilities, as I mentioned before. Mm. So, so yeah. I'd... There's like a, a campaign sort of thing to it. Yeah, there is a campaign, yeah. So that's what I'm chugging through at the moment. I think I'm I think I'm about 60% done through the campaign and I've probably played it for, I'd say about five, six hours maybe. So it's a, it's a decent length and it's one of those ones that I've enjoyed. Um, I've actually just popped on some, some um, podcast or something and listen to those while I'm playing playing it. So right. I'm sorry to the sound designers and the and the music designers of that game because I haven't experienced your the, the stuff you've worked so hard on. Um, but it's I, I do like those games like Doom. I did that for a little bit with Doom, and then I realised how good the soundtrack is on that, so I stopped playing it like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying those sorts of games ones where I can sort of do something else at the same time. Hmm. Um, and Broforce is perfect for that sort of thing because it's. It's so easy to just pick up and go and you mm. die and you're back instantly kind of thing and you're going again. Um, there is some pretty chuggy bits on, in terms of the frame rate, which is disappointing considering how little there is going on in the game. <laughs> it does chug. Pixel, yeah. pixel art game. Exactly, yeah. So some explosions and chains of explosions do cause some pretty horrific chugging. Mm. Um, but it is few and far between, so I would, I, I'd only dock like one point or something for that. So sure. no, I'd, I'd highly recommend that. Um, give it a go when you guys when you guys can install it from your library and, and let me know what you think. Um, the only other thing I've been playing is something that Balthazar's previously talked about, and it's a Steam game. Um, and I've been thinking about it ever since he talked about it, and I, I managed to pick it up on the Steam sale following the Steam sale where he got it, I think, so a year after, um, and that is Pony Island. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so I picked this up for yeah about two or three dollars, um, and I think I've, I've probably put about yeah similar to Broforce, probably five hours or so into it. Um, it's really good. It's a really really interesting game. It's like nothing I've really ever played before. Um, I love the juxtaposition of the the happy sort of um, the starting of it, where everything's you know there's butterflies and rainbows, and you're jumping over gates, and there's there's one mechanic, and that's jump, and you just have to jump over these gates. And then it just turns all satanic and you end up being like a computer hacker and hacking into the game and giving yourself extra powers and things like that. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I think the best part I've encountered so far is, uh, and I think you did talk about this, Balthazar, actually, is when the guy tells you he fakes a, a, friend, a message from a friend on Steam. Yeah, yeah. That, that part has tr- tripped me right out because eh? I, I forgot about that until it happened and then I was like, oh, he talked about this. And it, yeah, it's a really interesting, really meta um, sort of game. And, and, you know, you just go around on that um, top-down sort of map and then you go into each level and each level is pretty much the same thing. You just 
shoot things if it's the demonic pony thing or, or you jump gates if it's the nice happy pony um and but then you sort of hack into the code and yeah give yourself new powers or debilitate the enemies in some way and stuff and i'm, I'm really enjoying it i think i'll probably have it finished by this afternoon or something and, and be able to talk more about it but now nah, it's awesome it's mm. it's a lot of fun and for three dollars yeah. can't go wrong yeah right. so yeah that's pretty much all i've been playing i think so we've got a ton of news so let's move into news eh? um we have the game that I've been waiting for for years, ever since Limbo came out, um, and that is Play Dead's Inside, which has come out uh, in the last sort of week and has just been scoring 10s left, right, and centre, really. It's have just you, been uh, doing so well, critically. Have you played it already, eh? I haven't, no, because it's only on Xbox and PC, and I highly doubt my computer will run it to it, the fullest of its potential, so right. I don't really want to play it like that. Um, so I'm kind of waiting for it to for them to give up the exclusive um, Microsoft deal and come to PS4 or, or I'll pick it up on there. Mm, mm. Or just get a good PC. <laughs> I Definitely. could get a new PC. I should really get a new PC. We're in the but... race. <laughs> yeah. Have either of you guys try, tried this out yet? No, no. I, I'm definitely interested in it. Um, I think it's going for about $20 at the moment. Uh, yeah, it is. It's about, yeah, 20, 23 bucks yeah. or something. Well, like I, I know it's going to be a, a, an awesome game. I, I just think a game, it's probably only going to be about five hours or so. Um, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. I, I think I'll wait for the, the price to go down a little bit. Yeah, just, just I'll, I'll tell you what I'm waiting for. <laughs> is I'm waiting for the same way that I got Limbo, which was I got it in an indie Humble Bundle. Uh, oh yeah, nice. So you know, I paid like twenty bucks and got eight games, and I'm sure at some point they'll put inside in a humble bundle, so I'll pick mm. it up then. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I mean, it's I, not like I'm screwing them over because whenever I buy a humble bundle, I say give a hundred percent of my money to the devs, so yep, I'm yep. still going to be giving it all to them. I just, yeah, same as Mike. I don't really feel that like twenty three bucks for a five hour experience is is mm. really going to be worth it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. I mean, and yeah, wait, wait for that sale to come. <laughs> The only reason, the only reason, you know, they're, they're, I would say they're one of my favorite devs. They've only done one game, um, but I just love Limbo so much. It's like in my top five games of all time, mm. and uh, th you know they've done nothing since Limbo, and I've just been waiting and waiting and following them and seeing what they're doing. And when they finally did that teaser a couple of years ago at E3, I, I was just, you know, so so overjoyed to see something from Playdead because they're they're such a um, mysterious studio i think they're danish actually i i said they were norwegian previously on a podcast but i actually think they're danish um and yeah they just don't do any if you go to their website they've got it's so clean they've got a thing for limbo and a thing for inside and you click on one and it has an, a little bit of like one sentence of information in a trailer and same for the other they just they seem like they're not in the public eye very much and I, that's kind of intriguing to me i like i like that sort of intrigue and that sort of mystery so um yeah i'm really keen on inside and i'll be picking that up as as soon as it comes to ps4 um or if i get a better pc in the meantime probably not but <laughs> we'll see mm. um do we, do we next thing it, oh sorry do, do we know that it has come into ps4 uh no but it uh, you know i'd give it's you hopeful. pretty good odds that it will yeah yeah it's it's not going to be exclusive it's not a Microsoft essentially bought has bought the time the exclusivity to their platform. It's not a term Raider situation as far as I know, which was yeah, still, you know, still was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Term just makes me angry whenever I talk about that. So <laughs> I, I, we won't we won't go into that. Um, next thing I want to talk about is Bioshock the collection. Now this is surprises no one that this has been announced because we all knew this was coming, but officially it's um it's here. So it's releasing September thirteenth. Um, and I'll be picking it up. Are you guys interested at all? In is that? it one, two, and infinite? 
It is one to an infinite. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I've I've already got them all the old ones uh, yeah. on Steam. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. I'd yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't finished any of them. Um, I got halfway through about Bioshock, um, and stopped playing it for some reason, um, as as you do. Um, but yeah, I, I, they're definitely games that I want to play. Um, yeah. So it'd just be a matter if I go back through, uh, play them on Steam on the computer, or get them again on uh, yeah PlayStation. So. Yeah, I mean, PC would probably be the way to go. I would imagine that even with the graphics, the, the remastered versions, the, the PC cranked up to the highest would probably yeah, look yeah. better. Yeah, I think that would still look good. So. Yeah. yeah, and Infinite, um, it swings and roundabouts on Infinite. It had really, really good bits and then some not-so-great bits. Overall, I would say it's better than it isn't. Um, so I'd, I'd, you know, I'd give it like an 8, probably out of 10 or something like that. But Infinite is, is definitely a good experience to have, so I'd, I'd yeah. definitely check that one. For well. me, you, you... I love the um, the combat and gameplay of Infinite in the tone and setting of Bioshock 1. I mean, right. I thought where Infinite Sean was in stuff like those, uh, you know, those rail slide fight sequences where you're kind of zipping around behind enemies and trying to trying to get to that perfect vantage point and get the advantage from your ability to move through the environment and everything. Um, yep. In one and two, you didn't have it was really just pick the right loadout, your best gun and your best, you know, uh, what was it? Your your bio powers? I forget what they're called. Plasmids. Yeah, yeah, and just uh, just go hard. Um, and I preferred that kind of, it wasn't really a tactical layer, but just that, that slightly better or more strategic element of combat in Infinite that was provided by the terrain traversal. Um, yep. So I think for me, like the collection is a pass because I already still have like my, I've got one, two and Infinite on Steam um, and I can run them all, you know, at max graphics perfectly fine. Uh, so the, the collection will be a pass for me, but just talking about Bioshock in general, the next thing I'd love to see would be the what I would consider the best Bioshock combat experience from Infinite combined with the best tone and setting experience, which was the original Bioshock. Um, yeah, I, yeah, unfortunately, Irrational disbanded. Um, you know, the, the studio doesn't actually yeah. exist anymore, so I'm not sure if we'll ever get any new Bioshocks. I think the only reason we're getting the collection is because 2K, uh, you know, Take-Two owns 2K, and they yeah. obviously want to make more money, so they're going to do what they can to, to milk it. Um, but I'm not sure about any new experiences because Ken Levine, I think, has moved on to new projects as well. Well, we've got We Happy Few to look forward to, which looks like True. it's reminiscent of, of bio, the original Bioshock and System mm. Shock. So uh, Yeah, definitely spiritually, spiritual, spiritual successor to those games. Eh? Mm. That looks really good. Yeah, but um, speaking of collections, there is also the Batman Return to Arkham collection. Now, when I wrote this down... Um, it had been postponed indefinitely uh, was the message that was released, which was very worrying to hear. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't sound like the devs are... I don't think they've done much stuff in the past, and I think they probably um, bit off more than they can chew with this one um, without realising it. So when I talk about it now, it actually does have another release date. I can't remember off the top of my head when it is, but it's later in the year. It's like November or something like that, I think. Um, so it's back, but bit worried about this one i mean did you guys see the backlash when that footage got released and everyone's like oh it didn't even look that good no i no. didn't i've honestly i've not been keeping on top of this particular remaster um does it include origins or is it just asylum city and night it's just the rocksteady ones yeah because no. i yeah i mean it's probably another in that instance another uh 
a miss like Bioshock collection for me, which is why I've not really been paying attention to it. The only game in that franchise I didn't touch was Origins because I heard it sucked. Um, and it's sucking is still reason enough for me to pick up the collection if it included it because I haven't played it. Um, but yep. played the other three to death and I still own all three of them um, on, you know, crossed between PS3 and PS4 and I still have both the PS3 and PS4. So mm. I don't, I'm not someone who just picks up a remastered game on a whim just because it's there. You know, I will pick it up if it has something I missed out on originally, like how Last of Us came with the DLC um, that I never got originally on PS3 and stuff like that. Um, so if this one doesn't include Origins, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested because I can still play the previous games. And it sounds like they're not doing a hell of a lot graphically to mm. polish it or anything. So it mm. sounds like I'm not going to be getting a different experience to just keeping my PS3 copies. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I can definitely see that. I think if they do release new footage, which I think is, is what's going to happen, they're going to pull their socks up and, and do a bit of, a bit of a better job on the textures and things like that. Um, and it does look considerably better than, than the previous ones. So I think I will pick it up just because the only... I, I own Arkham City on Xbox 360 and Arkham Knight on PS4. Mm. So I'd love to have them all in a collection on, on you know, on yeah. just the one disc and the one and platform. And you have Asylum, which still, in my opinion, was the best one. I know yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, know Asylum is... Controversial opinion. Everyone <laughs> loves uh, City. Um, and, and some people who could look over the Batmobile stuff love Knight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, Asylum... That game's storytelling was never done better than when it was done in a completely linear game without the open world elements. So I love Asylum. Yeah. Mm. I, I definitely agree. Uh, I mean, Asylum was a phenomenal experience. The Scarecrow bits in that game are things that I'll never forget. Um, how they how they implemented the Scarecrow. Mike, have you pl you played through all the all the all the Rocksteady Batman's? Yeah, all the Rocksteady ones. I haven't played Origins. Um, yeah. But I do remember. Oh, it, I think it might have been today. Even um, reading online. Um, one of the Facebook groups is people people saying actually it's it's actually not that bad. Um, so I've heard that as well actually from from people from from friends who have played it through it and said it's not that bad. So I might actually have to check that out at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm just wondering with this remastered one because uh, the Arkham City didn't um, no City Arkham Knight didn't get uh, re-released on PC, did it? No, I don't and believe. It's no, they launched and then they just refunded everyone on Steam it, yeah. and pulled yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yeah, there, there, there were just too many issues there. So I'm wondering if that's got anything to do with him uh, pushing the um, the release date back. It, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could do. They, you know, if they released it again and that happened again, mm. that yeah. that's the end of that studio. They're done. Like, <laughs> there's not much you can do. I. I would assume that Rocksteady is overseeing the remaster. I don't actually know, mm. but I would assume they were. Like, it's their baby, and they don't want yeah. someone else to just completely destroy all that goodwill they've built up with these fantastic games. Just yeah. suddenly noticed that they actually took it completely under their own wing, re-released it, and they just reskinned all the they reskinned Batman to Superman, um, and all <laughs> the villains to Superman villains, and slapped their own name on it. It's uh, Superman Return to Metropolis, and oh, it's selling it as their own game. Superman, that 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 leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. I, I recently watched Batman v Superman. I watched it last night. Oh, wow, yeah. what a what a what a movie that is. And I say movie in the loosest of terms. It's, oh wow, yeah. This is not a movie podcast, so I won't talk about it. But it's an absolute pile of shit. That movie is so bad. Um. Anyway, we'll move on. We've also got. Have, did you guys see the the controversy regarding Campo Santo, the Firewatch guys, and Ford 
um, the motor company stealing oh, oh. the art assets. Yeah, I checked out the image that you uh, that you linked through, and uh, yeah. it's definitely uh, very questionable. So they completely just stole their their art assets. Like this is bizarre. I, you know, it's had, like Uncharted Four stole that thing from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, uh, the the painting and, and the trailer like uh, there's been devs stealing from devs but a, a motoring company stealing from game <laughs> devs i don't think that's happened before that's that's very very odd that's like um you know time warner or something stealing from an indie dev as well so you know stealing from play dead like that's just yeah. bizarre it's to me it it's it's forward not understanding either audience not understanding their own audience um so you know just just chucking this out without really thinking about it too much um yeah and also not understanding the audience of the source material they stole and not realizing that it's a community that lives online therefore is going to see this and immediately <laughs> know what it is Whoa. it's just yeah it's so sorry i'm just looking at the picture now so. it's yeah it's so bizarre i just don't understand how they thought they could get away with it if, if i'd been like browsing a website and that that had popped up and like i i just would have thought oh yeah that that's um that's a Overwatch. firewatch yeah firewatch sorry um I would like have, ad or something it. so it's only you guys really saying oh yeah this is a ford <laughs> it's it's absolutely bizarre it's like the exact backdrop that the yeah. That the Campo Santo guys had on their website and, and the art assets from Firewatch. It's a very strange move, and I'm I'm hopefully someone got a, a slap on the wrist for that at Ford. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not, you know, there, there's different IP issues in different countries, and this isn't China where you can kind mm. of just use everyone else's IP. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the state. I don't I don't think it works like that in the states. It um, screams like a guy who had a deadline to get it done, didn't realize he was meant to get it done, and <laughs> 10 minutes before it was due, was just like, oh, shit. So he just jumped <laughs> on Google, grabbed something, put some text on it, done. Unfortunately, plagiarism has real-life consequences outside of high school, and he doesn't quite realize that yet. But, um, yeah, very strange. I'm going to be keeping my eye on that to see. I know. I don't think they are pressing charges at the moment, Campo Santo, which is another bizarre move, because mm. I thought they definitely would. Um, but maybe Ford, you know, massive company, they're obviously going to have a pretty good legal team, so maybe it's just not worth it or something. Mm. But, maybe they've already yeah. bought their silence. Maybe, maybe. Maybe we'll see, like, a massive game from Campo Santo next because Ford gave them, like, millions and millions of dollars as a payout. Yeah. It'd be amazing. But, yeah, very, very odd. Mm. Um, next thing is Nintendo releasing the... Tiny, tiny NES console with 30 inbuilt games. I love. I love this too. It's really cool. Um, mm. I'm definitely going to be picking one up. I think it's 120 bucks on mm. Mighty Eight. Um, yeah. Definitely going to be grabbing one. Looking at the games list on it, it's a fucking solid lineup. Mm. It's pretty much the most iconic 30 mm. NES titles. So with this, yeah, um, yeah. One thing I didn't, didn't get, you, you plug it into your TV, do you? Yeah. So yeah. it's HDMI mm. um, port. So you just mm. plug it in. Um, and it's got little little ports on the front that are like for new, basically they're classic NES controllers, but mm -hmm. with a different input um, like plug-in to the front. Mm. Um, yeah, and just the 30 games on the built into mm. it. It looks it looks amazing. It looks incredible. Mm. I also I'm not sure whether I want that truly classic experience with it or not. Like I'm not sure if I want it to have 
longer cords on the controllers so it's more like modern you know stuff and you can sit back on the couch or if i want it to replicate that much too short to actually be a comfortable gaming experience cord on the controller so i need to sit cross-legged in front of the tv to play it like i'm not quite sure which i hope it has um but i'm i'm pumped for it either way i think it's really cool I'm, I'm, I want to go out and get a, a CRT television just to recreate the, el- yeah. the whole thing. You might need some uh, some old backwards compa- compatible connections for that. Yeah, HDMI to, through to, to uh, RCA. Oh, yeah, no, it'll be um, UHF or something like that. Yeah, yeah. RF, RF adapter, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I think it's great as well. It's even just a cool little thing to... It's just a cool little ornament to have on your coffee yes, table or something. Yeah. It's just a great awesome like you can obviously it's nintendo so the amount of detail and, and the you know attention to detail is is so good like the the amiibos like it's just amazing mm. and so it'll only just play those 30 inbuilt games won't it yeah 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 i, does, yeah, I believe so like it's far stuff. too small to have a cartridge <laughs> it looks imagine if they released these tiny cartridges yes <laughs> um, it would be kind of cool if it did if they just re-released cartridges in like game boy advanced size because those were yeah. in it, and then you could, you know, get more. But um, no, mm. definitely for what it is, for the price point as well, mm. I think it's incredible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I think so. All three of us going to be packing one up. I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely I'll, a yes for me. Yeah, yeah, probably a it's a cool. It's just a cool little piece of history, and I'm looking forward to having it sitting on top of my original NES. Yeah, and um, I mean, that's the thing as well, is for me, it is, like you said, it is the ornamental purpose behind it, kind of, because I could get yeah. 30 of the games that are on it on my mm. Wii U, on the virtual console, mm. um, so it's like, I don't need to get it to play those games, I would just love to be able to play those games on um, a little NES, with mm. little NES mm. controllers and everything, like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a separate experience, and I'm, I'm happy to pay the amount they're asking for it, mm. so, yeah. Absolutely, and 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 then on the Nintendo topic as well. Did you guys see that Nintendo released uh, partnered with Converse and released Nintendo Chuck Taylors? I did not, but I'm going to go buy some. <laughs> <laughs> they, there's a couple of prints. One one has um, just sort of the NES controller replicated a whole bunch of times on it, and I think it looks great. And I'm I'm keen as to buy some as well, um, as long as they're not the Chuck Two brand and have those shoelaces that just don't that just come stay tight. tied in five seconds. Mm-hmm. You know what? On, on an aside, we're a gaming podcast, but let's talk shoes for a minute. Mm. I got some new <laughs> shoes recently because after our uh, archery slash knife throwing event that we had last year, um, and <laughs> yes. I accidentally both shot myself in the foot with a bow and dropped a knife on my foot, um, <laughs> I tore my, my Chuck Taylor 2.0s up. Um, like they just slowly, the holes got bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. So I got some new shoes the other day, and it's not just those chucks, Abe. It's just new shoelaces. I've now got it some. Uh, I got some Adidas shoes. Don't really know the you know the style or anything, but I yeah, pretty much once a day at least one of my shoelaces will just come untied from sitting still, not even walking. I'll be sitting still, and then I'll stand oh. up, and my lace will just be untied. That's the worst. <laughs> light jiggling is all it takes yeah, to, to undo those laces. Modern laces. Mm. I don't know if they've changed the fabric that mm. they make the laces out of so that it doesn't generate friction and stay tied anymore or anything. But I think they've, shoes, they've yeah. done something. Should we, uh, should we start talking about uh, shoelace knots? And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could double knot my shoelaces, but yeah. I just I take my shoes off too much throughout the day to go through that hassle every time, so... Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. It's such a simple <laughs> thing, and it's unbelievably annoying. I when I had my so what I've done recently with my my chuck toes is I've dipped those laces. I've removed those laces and I binned them. I did a sacrificial burning, and I just <laughs> I got rid of them. 
they were awful, awful laces. So I bought some laces from before I left Wellington. I went to um, that Asian shop in the middle of town that just sells everything under the sun. Oh yeah. And I bought some shoelaces from there, just some some white shoelaces, and they're amazing. They're fine. They're <laughs> perfect. I can't believe they released those shoelaces that are coated in this horrible polyurethane waterproof crap it just makes it so your shoelaces come untied mm. every 10 minutes for no reason it made me so angry i'm, I'm glad to be rid of them yeah. so maybe that, that's just, where the, just go yeah after your, the podcast expensive added their shoes with some with some, some cheap uh, what's it called yeah. cheap to you or too cheap or whatever yeah, yeah. I, I might just, I might just go right there after the podcast and just grab a grab a set of it's, laces it's, yeah. it's worth it man it'll improve your quality of life considerably Nice. I noticed yesterday it was I was out in town for, for a dinner and three times while eating dinner my shoelaces came untied. Unbelievable! Like, does this even happen? My feet are under the table completely still. Nobody has been leaning and, under the table this whole dinner. No one's been undoing my laces. And, How are they coming and undone? You, you can't put your headphones in your pocket without them becoming all tied up into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, it's the it's worst. It's just one of those enigmas we'll never That's understand. They Maybe they should start making shoelaces out of headphone cords. Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> never come untied. So, yeah. <laughs> just put your um, shoes anyway, we'll, out the door and they'll be we'll Move on from the, the fashion section of the podcast. <laughs> um, a couple oh. of quick news items that, that I'll touch on really, really fast. There's rumours of EA working on a Burnout title, which I was overjoyed to hear because Burnout was, was absent from E3 and I was quite gutted about that. Um, Burnout slash that weird kind of all-terrain vehicle, every vehicle under yeah. the sun um, so, wireframe demo that they had like three years ago. Does that, does that mean so, EA's got the uh, the Burnout um, licence? Yeah, it will EA, if I'm Swim not mistaken, own Criterion. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Criterion are also working on some Star Wars stuff for EA, so I think they must own Criterion, um, who who have done all the all the burnouts kind of thing. So yeah, there's rumours of EA slash Criterion working on a burnout VR experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've never wanted to be first party to a car crash yeah no i was thinking when you said it i was like i mean on the one hand driving through explosions would be really cool mm. but yeah driving and mm. then being the explosion mm. like yeah i'm not i'm not too well, sure how that would go down they could they could take it one way and just just make it as horrific as possible and you know you just like yeah. in the wreckage for yeah and you like kind of you're looking around yourself yeah. and you got a toggle to go into kind of x-ray mode and you see all your broken bones and everything did you go yeah. Just imagine, like, crash mode on Burnout 3. We just plow into, like, a four-lane yeah. highway, Ooh. and, and you're, you're just being thrown around like a ragdoll. It would be terrifying. Mm. Well, that's one, one thing I'm wondering how they do with VR is because, you know, thinking of Burnout 3 takedown is, you know, you're, you're driving along, you're smashing another car into the wall or whatever, and then yeah. you know, it sort of pans behind to like mm, to see how it's and, unfolding and, and yeah so you know how, how's that going to work i guess you like, just look up i mean it could if you mirror and just <laughs> yeah, see yeah. the pile up behind i suppose you, but... they, they could find a way to do it you know even going into that sort of third person view outside of the car yeah or it might give you another screen mm. a little mini screen or something to to see the wreckage behind you as it's yeah, happening it's in slow-mo kind of thing you drive into oncoming traffic <laughs> exactly <laughs> So, I, you know, I, don't, I think it's fundamentally yeah, troubling, the idea of a, a burnout VR title. Um, it just doesn't seem like something anyone's going to want. <laughs> like, who who wants to be at a... We go out of our way to avoid yeah. car crashes. I mean, I guess it's one of those things where, you know, you've got to assume it's not 
like exclusively VR, you can just sit down and play it with a controller on your TV. Um, mm, if that's the case, then you mm. know everyone's going to pick it up still because they can mm. still have that classic burnout experience. Mm. And if there are those, you know, five people out there who are just like, oh man, I really want to get into a horrific car accident but not die, <laughs> then they can chuck their headset on when they mm. do it. And yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's going to bring that give people some post traumatic stress disorder again from people who've actually been in car wrecks as well if, if they if they decide to i don't know why they decide to play that but you know, <laughs> some people are pretty fucking stupid it can't happen um yeah so that's about odd i'll keep my eye on that it is just a rumor again need to reiterate that yeah um, so there's nothing unconfirmed on that front but 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 strange um balthazar the, the last item on our on our news agenda um i think you might have added this one yeah yeah so this is this is a bit old news now um it's not not new news um yep. But, yeah, uh, a while ago, there was all this uh, news of G2A um, offering royalty payments to game devs. So, essentially, for people out there who don't know, G2A um, are uh, a, a site that you can buy game keys from and you can buy cheap game keys. So, we're talking, like, cheaper than Steam sales. Um, and quite often, uh, the way that they're able to source these cheaper keys is uh they they're stolen they're either stolen or yep. they are purchased through a stolen credit card and then the credit card holder issues a mm. charge back later um and people buy keys from g2h you know people out there just want cheap games like they yep. they see it for 18 bucks they're buying it from what they assume is trustworthy they're buying an official key so they are just you know under the impression that cool the dev will get my money i'm, I'm buying a legitimate copy and then of course the other side is every now and again doesn't happen too often but sometimes a developer will make annul the keys basically and be like mm. well these were stolen so then the person who buys the key is also out of pocket mm. so something g2a um uh, said a while ago was that in order to kind of maybe try and stop the keys from being annulled and if there are stolen keys help the developers get some money is for developers to basically sign a deal with G2A so that they get a percentage of any sales of their games that go through G2A. Um, and I guess from their point of view, they were like, well, we're doing something that we're hoping will give us good publicity because we don't need to do this. We aren't the ones acquiring the keys illegally. We're acquiring the keys legitimately. Just the people we're buying them from may have acquired them illegitimately. Mm, um, right. So as far as they're concerned, they were just giving away money where they didn't necessarily have to. Um, but where the developer was concerned, it sounded more like, a, hey, we've stolen shit from you and we'll give you some money for it, but you need to let us keep 90% of the money for the stuff of yours that we stolen and now reselling. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it didn't come off quite how they wanted it mm. to. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, essentially, stolen keys on G2A are, are pretty shit. Like buying them in general, a consumer doesn't know. So if it becomes mm. annulled, mm. they've just lost their money and they can do nothing about mm. it. The developer, if they're suddenly stung with a chargeback, you know, it's worse than having the game pirated. Because at least if the game is pirated, someone got the game for free. Mm. But if they buy a key off G2A and someone, the cardholder, issues the chargeback, then that developer has now lost money as well as a mm. copy of the game. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just, it's really weird. And it's odd that that was what G2A, rather than addressing the fact that there may have been stolen keys and trying to kind of explain their side and be like, we aren't acquiring them illegitimately. We are acquiring them perfectly legitimately. Um, you know, if this has happened to the outside, and kind of just issuing a warning to people buying the keys from them, I guess, saying, hey, it may be stolen, it may become annulled. Instead, they just kind of tried to buy the developers off. 
and be like, hey, don't make a fuss or annul any keys. We'll give you $2 for every, you know, $20 sale we make or whatever. Mm, right. Um, which just sounded a bit shit. Mm, mm. It's, a, it's an odd one. And G2A also stock, if I'm not much mistaken, um, Counter-Strike skins, do they Do they not? I think they do. Yeah, I think you yeah. can CSGO skins from there. Um, and yeah, again, uh, there was that thing. Uh, do you guys know much about that CSGO lottery thing? Yeah, that, that's, what I, that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, do, have you guys done research into this? Yeah, I mean, not really. I, I read some stuff about it, and I was just like, that sounds like just... Fucking retarded, to be honest. Like, that these, you know, in quotation marks, prominent YouTubers, I'm not Mm. in the CSGO community, so I don't actually know how Mm. big they are. But effectively, these YouTubers with a big following of people who, you know, trust them as a a legitimate source Mm. of CSGO entertainment and news, running a system behind the scenes to Mm. effectively con people out of skins and then potentially selling those skins to G2A. So mm. they make a profit, even more of a profit of it, other than, you know, the skins mm. themselves. And then G2A is able to make a profit as well. It's just, mm. oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible behavior, eh? I've, I've been watching quite a few videos and doing quite a bit of research into this. And, yeah, that's some real shady stuff going on there. Um, those two guys, I, I can't remember their names, and I don't really want to publicize them either, to be honest. Some, but um, some weird they, are, they are big. They have millions and millions of subs on mm. YouTube, these guys. Um, one guy's British and I think the other guy's American and, and they're both co-owners of the CSGO Lotto yeah. um, website, which is where all this all this nonsense was going on. And there's a, there was a video that got leaked and turned into a GIF um, where one of the guys is doing a stream and he, he's on the CSGO Lotto thing and up the top you can see his Steam username logged in and it says CSGO Lotto bot. <laughs> <laughs> and he quickly signs out of it and, um, and signs into his own Steam account. But that got made into a gif after this this happened, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" What's about that? So that's actually something that happened, and like not. Oh yeah, no, you, you can find the the video online of that. It's um just just search his name and and like logs out or, or bot or something like that, and and you'll be able to find it. It's yeah, pretty it's, hilarious. Yeah, and all that stuff happened after they both pretty much stated like, "Oh well, we never, you know." we never misled anyone like mm. we never said we didn't run it or mm. you know yeah. anything like that mm. and it's like blatant action was taken or there were things where they said oh but yeah but this happened before we we we, we got involved with that yeah. they're both listed you look exactly. at the documents the and it's like you're the founder what do you mean yeah, before exactly. you got involved with it you created yeah. it if the site <laughs> existed before you did this thing you were involved with it like yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. yeah yeah the whole thing yeah, yeah. One of them, one of them even was saying on stream, it's like, oh, I found this cool website, and so I got talking to the these guys on yeah, Twitter or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, friends like got me onto this cool yeah, website, whatever. Yeah. And it's like y- been talking you to yourself. Like, you did no, it. you, you, you were talking to, to yourself on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the evidence is all there, eh? It's it's ridiculous, and and these guys, yeah, these guys are going in saying, oh yeah, we we joined the company later on. It's like, yeah, you made the company. There's legal documentation <laughs> showing you made the company. There's there's like snapshots of them before and after um you know 24 hours after this broke the story broke where they've made amendments to their twitter profile and stuff saying owner of mm. csgo lotto and, and things like that and yeah. which they didn't have on there previously mm. it's just absolutely ridiculous and i hope they get just i don't know some horrible fine go to jail whatever needs to happen because this is just awful behavior the, the, as many people have mentioned online this is teaching kids 13 whatever to gamble that's yeah. what it is 
and, 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 and some of them are losing hundreds and hundreds of dollars and I think thousands of dollars. one of them as well thought that oh everything's okay now because all the skins that I got through the site from people gambling them I gave away like he ran a competition yeah. to his viewers or whatever to give them all away and it's like that doesn't make anything right at all you still no. lied about all this mm. shit and okay you gave the skins away so you no longer have any of the profit you made from it but did you give them back to the people that lost them to you through you know your own false advertising and everything like no you just ran a promotion and gave them away to random people yes it's, yeah it's, it's like you've done nothing at all to make amends for what happened you're <laughs> just trying to be like yeah i did it but i'm not as bad as the other founder because he hasn't given all the money away like, that's it <laughs> absolutely ridiculous eh? i'm enjoying watching this because it was one of those um you know hive mind things online where once this broke um and it was a, a youtuber called h3h3 productions who yeah. is actually quite good um and once this broke people just went ape shit and they just started spamming these people's twitter accounts they lost a whole bunch of subscribers like the internet is a wonderful thing at points and it's 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 amazing to watch it in action um, sometimes, you know, just completely destroy people who, who need taking down a peg um, at points. So, yeah, quite, quite interesting scandal and um, probably the biggest sort of video game news in a while in terms of mm. actual uh, repercussions in, in the real world and, you know, this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you, so, yes. you often hear immediately, you know, breaking news when a scandal like this happens within the development industry but it's certainly been a long time since kind of just the video game community has had a scandal like this um yeah so. yeah definitely it's been it's been ages since anything i can't even think of the last time something like this happened really can you guys uh totally different kind of uh situation that arose but the last thing kind of on this scale um i recall would have been uh the legal battles with jim sterling and um Oh yes, and that developer, the whoever it was, digital homicide. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he what the, the <laughs> supposed defam defamatory statements he made or whatever when he was just like, I don't like your game. <laughs> yeah, awful, awful games that they made. Oh god, yeah, but um, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to talk about in the news? Anything that that you've noticed yeah, that's come up here, really? Uh, Castlevania, so um. I, I was playing one of my old Castlevania games um, recently, but um, the reason for that is um, one of the the old guys who worked at Konami, um, I'll just pull up his name. Hideo Kojima? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> somebody else, somebody else. Um, uh, Koji Igarashi. So he oh, yes. done a lot of um, Castlevania games uh, while, he, while he was at Konami. Um, and he's, he's since left Konami, I think, um, a couple of years ago. But... Um, a lot of uh, yeah, Castlevania fans were just just saying, "Hey, you need to keep making Castlevania type games. These these awesome games." Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you guys played many of them. Um, Castlevania. I played a little bit on one of the Game Boy Advance emulator back in the day, but not a huge amount. Mm. Yeah, I've not played a lot. I mean, Castlevania falls into that genre, mm. Metroidvania, yeah, and I was more on the Metroid yeah. end of those games. So oh, I played yeah, yeah. a lot of Metroid mm. games, but not not yeah. a whole heap of Castlevania. Mm. No. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you play, Abe? Uh, was that no, Aria, I can't actually Aria remember. Sorrow? What was that one? Sorry, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Uh, I'm not sure. How many of of them were there on um, Game Boy Advance? Lots. There's yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Weird names like like that, like Harmony yeah. of Dissonance and um, 
Certainly. It might have been. Is there Symphony of the Night? Is that on GBA? That's on, That's um, on PS3, PS, I think, isn't it? PS1. Oh yeah, I think yeah. PlayStation One also made it on PS3 as well. Symphony of the Night. That's that's one of the best ones. I think that's the first one that um, that Koji worked on. Um, yeah, that that's that's one of my most favorite games of all time. I think. Um, um, but yeah, so basically, you know, you you got your um, Joe Vampire Hunter. You you go to um, Dracula's castle to to kill him because he keeps coming back. Um, and you start off, you don't have much, um, and you know you go through the castle, you kill some monsters. You get stronger, learn your abilities, and um, get a weapon. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> not in all the games. Um, so yeah, um, Symphony of the Night. Um, you actually do start off off out with start off with some like cool equipment, but uh, one of the first rooms you come across, um, you come across uh, Death, and he oh, yes. he just steals all your shit and just runs away. <laughs> um, so then you got to like oh that scam. Yeah, then you got to punch the next skeleton you see. Um, <laughs> to uh, um, to continue but um yeah great fun game so it's, it's all about sort of exploration and um uh you know getting stronger um and then sort of you'll get to a point and then you'll, you'll gain a new ability which allows you to progress further so you know yep. like the classic double jump um yeah great fun games but um yeah anyway um so this guy koji he's um creating a new game i read actually he put it on kickstarter and so what was the biggest kickstarter it was um Potato salad. No, no. Uh, <laughs> the Shinmue three. Oh I yeah, think. yeah. So, um, oh, Shinmue three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shinmue three. So before it was the biggest Kickstarter um, before Shinmue three. I read. So I think he wanted like you know half a million and got five and a half million or something for wow. it. So um, yeah, this new game he's making is called Bloodstained, um, and it, it looks like you know all the best of Castlevania. It's two and a half D. So you know, um, sort of the still the two D platformer, but with a three D sort of. Mm walk through like it depth of field kind of thing. yeah yeah and then um you know you'll kill monsters and get abilities and yeah the same sort of thing yeah and it lo- looks awesome i'm real real keen for it um is this bloodstained ritual of the night yeah that's the one okay cool cool i'm looking at it now yeah yeah, yeah. uh jim sterling put up a video of it and um <laughs> people got mad because normally you go through the castle and you um there's like lanterns and stuff and you smash yeah. the lanterns and you get like coins and stuff and he wasn't smashing all of the lanterns it is quite frustrating because when you're playing it you do smash all the lanterns to get money yeah Um, and him just playing the demo so he did a a follow-up video yeah it's quite funny but um yeah no looking forward to it um but yeah because that i went and played um one on uh the the ds um order of pleasure which is um which was actually quite difficult but um yeah managed to finish that off so yeah good fun Nice one, awesome, Mike. Um, so that was uh, Bloodstained, mm. and who, who was the de- who's the developer? What's the name of the studio this guy works at now? Oh, Deep Silver. So I think. Uh, Deep, oh, Deep Silver. Yeah. Actually, they, what have they done? I'm were not... they Dead Island? They, they're the publishers of Dead Island. Yeah. The devs of Dead Island were Techland. Oh, ah, yeah. Um, yeah. Deep Silver. I'm not sure if they've developed anything before. I think I, I know they published the new Homefront, which was not yes. right. No, Revolution, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, oh, oh Mighty Number 9. There you go. Also, oh, that's not another good <laughs> one. Uh, but here you go, you want some good ones. Uh, the Metro series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. Um, the original Telltale games, uh, the Back to the Future. Um, I've heard those aren't very good but yeah, I, <laughs> go I, on because it was free also um killer is dead which was a uh, obscure 
PS3 game by, I don't actually recall who by, but I really enjoyed it because it was just one of those weird fucking Japanese games. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they've, yeah, I mean, they're mostly acclaimed as publishers, so. Okay. I oh, that's it. interesting. We'll have to... Oh, Stalker. They did uh, Stalker. Oh, Sh Shadow of Chernobyl. Yeah, which I, oh. I enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Hmm. So okay. Stalker and Metro, basically everything good they do is is typically sort of Russian fallout waste related. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully there'll be some sort of uh, references or something like that in, in that Castlevania game to um, some sort of Russian apocalypse. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's all the news I think we've got. Um, is there anything else you guys want to want to touch on in terms of discussions in general? Or I think we're, um, you know, how long are we how long are we going at the moment? I think we're running fairly long, so yeah, might want to move probably final discussion points. Yeah, yeah, we should probably wrap things up. I mean, the only thing that came to mind for me um, was the idea of vicarious enjoyment in games. Are there any games that you guys have either played or not played? Um, games to which you enjoy just watching people play more than actually playing them mm. or games that you just enjoy watching people play in general mm. interesting um I, I was thinking about this and usually it's just been i'll, I'll watch someone playing a game if I, it's a game that i really want to play but but can't for some reason right you know either you know historically because you know my computer wasn't good enough at the time or that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, watch people play Minecraft because I couldn't even play Minecraft yep. back in the day. Um, or, you know, if I'm interested in something that's coming out and, or, and you know, want, want to get, get, get a better idea about review codes or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. These days with the games that I play, like not too much because I'm, I'm kind of more of the, the thing, you know, I, I don't want spoilers. Um, you know, want to want to have my own experience with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it would depend on the game. I can't really think of any sort of good examples, but I've got one, and it's the only one that I watch full stop. And I don't actively watch it. I should uh, point out it's like every now and again, uh, and by now and again, I mean like pretty much for one or two weeks out of the year, um, related to when a new expansion drops. And that's I quite enjoy watching the new end game raid content added when a new World of Warcraft expansion drops. Um, oh, okay. That's because obviously I'm I'm big into MMOs in general, um, but World of Warcraft is one that I fell out of so long ago. Shortly after the release of Burning Crusade, I just did not enjoy it anymore. Um, and it was because around that time, endgame content was still quite turbulent. They hadn't really fallen into you know their how they were going to do it anymore. And by the time they actually did fix it again, kind of two expansions later, I was so far behind. I was just like, there's no point. I'm never going to actually catch it. Or it's going to take so much work that's going to feel like work, not fun, that I'm just gone and I never went back to the game. Mm. Um, but I am still interested with it still being pretty much, you know, the biggest MMO in history ever. Um, I'm still interested in seeing how it tracks along. So whenever a new expansion drops, typically like two weeks to a month after it's come out, I'll just have a look on Twitch, see some people streaming the like end game raid content and just see what see what it is, see what's going on with it. Okay, that's interesting because I, I, you know, I, I don't really watch Let's Plays um, generally unless it's something that I really, I, I'm kind of interested in, but I probably don't want to play. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, interactive story experiences and things like that. But I do enjoy watching other people play um, you know, people in my house or whatever playing games that I really enjoy or have 
previously enjoyed in the past. Like I, I had I enjoyed watching previous flatmates playing The Last of Us. Um, until dawn, I played with a with another flatmate as well, and just loving people's watching people's have have different experiences than I did, or, or sometimes similar experiences than I did with with games that I really enjoy. So you don't you don't get that frustration where you you're just sort of thinking like no just go over there just just no oh what are you doing? <laughs> there's <laughs> oh, always there's always a little bit of that, and it's hard to not <laughs> it's hard to not tell people you know ruin their experience kind of thing. Yeah. But um, no, I I just love seeing how people approach things differently than i do but uh, you know and uh, in, in terms of these experiences like until dawn was a great one because the, the decisions that this other person made that i was playing with were just so different than than what i chose um it's just yeah re really rewarding experience for me just seeing these sorts of things and 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 seeing people have these you know moments of awe or when they're playing uncharted or you know uncharted 2 and the train sequence when that first came out when you realize that you can actually play the game Mm. Um, I remember watching, uh, I think it was my brother's friend or something like that, ha have the similar thing to me, where he was just waiting for the game to start. And he was like, oh, this is the game? And Holy crap, this looks amazing. Fail, because he took too long. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I actually get a lot of enjoyment out of just watching people play. So I should like Let's Plays a lot more than I do. Mm. I think I get enjoyment out of watching people I know play games as opposed to just random yeah. dudes online unless you know obviously you've subscribed to the channel and you know them almost like a friend kind of thing um but yeah no i, I really do enjoy that so it's a bit of a strange relationship but i, I get some vicarious enjoyment out of mm -hmm. just um watching people around me and enjoy these games as much as i or almost as much as i have because i always enjoy them more yeah but um yeah, yeah well, it's a bit of i was just thinking as well uh, starcraft 2 is a good one to watch i think Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Is is that people you're watching let's plays and things like that, or? Um, well, I, 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 not so much at the players. moment, but um, or one thing I did quite enjoy is uh, he doesn't do it anymore as um, Husky. Nice. He um, yeah, good co good commentator, I reckon. But um, he he would do uh, what he called Bronze League Heroes. So um, you know, he's he's really good at the game. He knows all about the game and stuff. But he's watching these really low level players play against each other, and he's yes. It's quite fun. it's quite amusing because um, he just gets real frustrated. He says, what, "Like, what are you doing? You just need to go over here. Like, you know where his building is. Just attack this one building that he's got left, and you'll win the match." And you're just chasing these other things across the screen. And yeah, he's, he's, he just makes a lot of fun of the players. It's, it's really funny. Um, but yeah, and unfortunately, he doesn't do them anymore. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, quite entertaining to watch. Um, okay. Mm. So this, uh, that's a uh, RTS, right? The, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably you might need to play a bit of StarCraft to know what's going on. Um, cause yep. the, yeah, because I, I, I was watching it before I even started playing StarCraft. It was still quite enjoyable. Um, but I, I was kind of like, I don't know what's going on. But um, yeah, no, it's good fun. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, I think that's probably probably about wraps us up, I think. Um, unless you guys have anything else that, that I've got springs a final, to mind. final topic that we could end on as a, as a final yeah. say for each of us, which is we're uh, just over halfway through the year now, uh, 17th mm -hmm. of July. Um, and often when you get to the end of the year, and of course at the end of the year, we'll have our game of the year podcast. Um, yep. you, can, you, you tend to kind of just remember things more recent, especially because a lot of devs wait until the end of the year to release their big titles that, to try and snatch those awards. Um, so my thought was just, what's your game of the half year so far? We might forget the games that released early in the year by the end of the year. So if you were to have to pick a game of the year now, um, what, what's your big game from 2016 so far? 
Ooh, that's a toughie. Um, I can start it because mine's easy. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, uh, you know, just enjoyment and hours invested and everything, Overwatch. That's Overwatch, it. yeah. That's an easy choice right. for me. Um, still playing it several hours a day. So, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Um, I'm going to say Doom because other than that, it feels like I've been playing The Witcher 3 for the whole year. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, what else has come out this year? I'm just trying to think. So. Um, I, I would, for me, it would be Uncharted 4. Mm. I mean, yeah. that would just live it up to everything I wanted it to be kind of thing. Mm. So uh, um, it was the most AAA experience I've ever had. Yeah, nice. So I mm. couldn't couldn't fault it, kind of thing. Um, I'm just looking at other things that have come out this year as well. Um, Ratchet and Clank, uh, really, really, really good. Mm, mm. That'll probably be up there. Um, let's see what else have we got here. There's things like Firewatch and Unravel and, and various things like that. They're really good, um, but they wouldn't be top top tier kind of things, unfortunately. Mm. Um, hmm. uh, was, yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably say Uncharted 4 for me. Nice. There's nothing else that really springs to mind. Yeah. The, the, the indies. What was that, Mike? I'll stick with Doom. Stick with Doom. All right, that's that's cool. So we've all got a triple A game as our as our best of the year. And now um, we just I wait mean, and see if come December, um, when we're having our end of year lineup, if any of these games make it another six months and remain our favourite. This is true. This is true. There's a there's one coming up next month, which I'm pretty intrigued by, and I I don't want to I don't want to get into it, so I won't bring up the name. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you guys can probably tell what it is. I, I think I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, early August, um, after a wee delay there, but <laughs> that's either going to be I think that game's either going to be really freaking good or really freaking bad. So mm. <laughs> we'll have to see. Mm. We'll have to see. I, personally, um, I think it'll be. It'll get like seventy or something average. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 70, seventy on Metacritic, you reckon? Yeah, uh, but probably because of mixed mixed reviews. So people say it's really good, and yeah. be the haters. Um. <laughs> See, all I want from that game is about forty hours of gameplay, and then that's all I ever want from a game. Really, is, is about that much because otherwise I just lose interest. Mm. So if I can get that from it, I'll be happy. Mm. And I think I should be able to get that from it if there's this many things <laughs> right. and, and yeah yeah and we'll just not say what game it is so. yeah <laughs> yeah no we'll, we'll never respect the name of the game even when we're reviewing it next month we yeah. just will never say the title yeah. um but yeah no that that about wraps us up guys thanks for tuning in again and apologies for our absence um and potential strange noises going on in the background and things as we get ourselves set up um in this sort of two-way thing we've got going on now um, so yeah, cheers for tuning in and we'll be back again in a fortnight, hopefully. Yeah. Cheers. Cool. Yeah, yeah. See you next time.